0: and we are live that's live for us anyways and you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour and I'm your humble host Ruben Ortiz let's get it on what's up Kansas City you know
1: (laughs) straight out the heart of the South Central Hey when you show they can get your issue Pistol popper, I know killers that won't miss you Bike gang, it's all riders, we so cocky I'm the cat that back Kobe on his back after work 60 points, your last game, when you left us, it hurt Hit up death at the snow, infant code berserk Our PBS is so impressed that we light up the earth Since birth, I put in work, kick out the district So many fights on sites kept getting suspended It's been balling you bitch, the luxury lieutenant This fly shit could be done if I didn't invent it I'm parody, Master P, there's no limits I broke till it glass, selling with my first million I couldn't do it without my wife and all My children ain't stopping no time soon, dog. I need a billion a My life is more than money, and enjoy money Stories are so crazy. I said make a movie behind the baller, I went from playing sports to exotic whips, ain't got a tell me dog, I know I'm a seeing behind the baller, my life is more than money and journey, story story's so crazy dog, I said make a movie behind the baller, I went from music exec to this podcast, now I finally feel at home at last, I was the only Asian
0: guys this is Ruben Ortiz and I'm not quite burning the, yeah, I'm on the cusp of burning the midnight oil over here, and Uh, That was the theme song to a podcast from Ben the Baller. The podcast is called Behind the Baller Podcast with Ben Baller. Fucking tremendous, man. I've just been listening. I've listened to every single episode. Check him out. Ben Baller. If you're into hip-hop, hip-hop culture, sports, he's a funny dude. Just a super interesting guy. And... Has some really cool stories about Michael Jackson, Mike Tyson, George Lopez, the L.A. Dodgers, and the Los Angeles Lakers, Drake, ASAP Rocky. This motherfucker has his hands in a little bit of everything, man. He's just a fucking trip, and I think you'll enjoy the podcast. So check it out. Behind the baller, Ben Baller. I just got done watching KU play Texas Tech at football. And I I believe that KU has never beaten Texas Tech at Memorial Stadium. Memorial Stadium is where the Jayhawks play football. I am a diehard Jayhawk fan. The way I became a Jayhawk fan is my wife went to KU. She was always talking about KU basketball. I didn't know shit. I mean, I'm from New Mexico, Nuevo Mexico. Shout out Nuevo Mexico. So... Basketball with the Lobos is kind of big over there. It's big. It's not fucking religion like it is over here in Kansas. Kansas fucking basketball. K-U. It's fucking religion. So I come in kind of naive. I don't know about the history. My wife, she keeps... She wasn't my wife at the time. We were just dating. She keeps taking me to these different bars during March Madness. Now I always knew March Madness was big. You know, it was big in my college too. You know, I went to a D two school, so it's not the same. It's just not the same. But we paid attention, and guys would you know take the whole fucking day to watch. But I just wasn't big on it, man. Just wasn't my thing. I I was never really that into sports. Now I was always a good athlete. Like I got the Presidential Fitness Award. I would always do well physically, but I just wasn't raised with my pops. So I didn't have that male bonding where you would watch the game with your dad. And I got into sports, like, literally through my wife. Like, she's such a big fucking sports fan that she kind of pulled me into this shit. And it's funny because at my college, I was actually the sports anchor. So I was like, we had a, a, a TV studio, a television studio that would broadcast the college student news. And it would get prod, broadcast to half the state of New Mexico. it's like a big deal. You know, we have auditions for anchors and we'd have camera people. We'd have people doing the, the running the Chiron, the fucking graphics, the, we had it all, you know, it was a, like an actual fucking studio and I went and I auditioned and I got a role as an anchor as the sports anchor. So I'm in there with my bald ass head, Mexican motherfucker, you know, I guess I just, you know, I had some some chops, some vocal chops, so they probably were like, okay, we can't make this motherfucker the anchor, but he could be the sports guy, right? So I was like the token sports guy. Lo and behold, I don't give a fuck about sports. I <laughs> mean, I just didn't, you know what I mean? And so it was just weird, you know, I'd be the fucking sports anchor, and not give a fuck about sports. One of the schools that we covered was right by us was Lubbock, Texas. Texas Tech. And so... You know, I could have watched any number of Jayhawks games because we had, you know, they were within our viewer scope. Lubbock was not that far. Had a lot of students come from Lubbock to Eastern New Mexico. So I could have went and covered Bob Knight and the whole fiasco that he had down in Texas Tech. I could have watched any number of Jayhawk games. It drives me nuts now thinking of all the fucking Jayhawks games that I missed while I was at Eastern New Mexico. Cause you know, I was we were legit news station so I could have gotten the press past the whole fucking nine took the car down there took the camera did a whole fucking package but you know it just wasn't my passion at the time and so I kicked myself in the ass thinking about it I would go to like local ass stupid games I could have done so much with that but you know shout out to myself just for even fucking putting myself in the position to do those things considering never had any family members ever go to college so I was, like, the first one to fucking go. So I was, like a, pioneer, like, a pioneer of this shit, my family, you know what I mean? So when you're that first motherfucker, there's a, there's a lot of learning to be done. You got to learn a lot of shit. College is a fucking skill like any fucking thing else, you know what I mean? And so by the end of that shit, one of the movies that I relate to the most is, like, Van Wilder. Because I was, like, the Van Wilder of our fucking campus, working at the news station, in the computer lab, in the library, at the front desk of the dorms. I would do tours and shit for motherfuckers. You know, when they would come, the new students, I was the tour guide. I was in a fraternity. I ended up being president of my fraternity. I mean, I did all kinds of shit. I ran the football chains. You know, the guy that marks the fucking first downs at the foot. That was me. I did that shit. So I was like Van Wilder in my school, man. It was such a small school. Shout out to Eastern New Mexico. They let me do a lot of wild shit. And I got a lot out of it right so but to bring this all together I'm not a huge sports fan I wasn't a huge sports fan I'm a big sports fan now and I'm a big Jayhawk fan Is because of my wife right like I said my wife would all into the Jayhawks when we got our first house and we got our first house before we even actually got married which everything worked out shout out to Mary my wife Fuck man, laundry going off and shit. You heard that buzzer? That was my fucking laundry. There's always laundry going on at my house. Always. Never fucking stops. I have three girls. I have a wife. I have me. The fucking laundry machine is constantly fucking running. It's always on in this motherfucker. And that was it, just buzzing the latest load. And so it was recently my wife and I's anniversary, and I'll get to that in a minute, but um, so she she had a flag, a jayhawk flag out in the front of our new house that we had got together, and somebody was randomly passing by and they noticed the flag and they asked us if we wanted tickets to the first Jayhawk game of the season. Somebody just saw our flag out there, and they couldn't go, and so they gave us the tickets. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'll take the kit- tickets. You know what I mean? Um, I was all, at that time, you're young. We didn't have any kids. We're always looking for shit to do. Now, if a motherfucker passed by my house and asked me if I want to go to the Jayhawks game, nine times out of ten, I probably can't even fucking do it. And this was, like, at a time where I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll do it. And I didn't even like the Jayhawks. Well, we went to Allen Fieldhouse that uh, evening to watch the first game of the 2008 season. And I was fucking floored by that experience. I didn't know what was going on. And when I say at the beginning of this it Kansas basketball is a religion. Yeah, they have rituals. They have sayings. They're fucking doing a lot of cool shit. The history. You see that fucking Wilt Chamberlain. You see the penance. Bro. How can, be beware all ye who enter the fog. Fog Allen, KU basketball is a fucking religion. And you go to Allen Fieldhouse and you're bit by that bug, that KU bug. Especially if you don't have, you know, I'm like a bastard. They call it, you know, I don't, because my school had basketball, but it's D2, man. It's not the same shit, let alone a blue blood school. So I'm going experience all this shit firsthand for the first time. Shit blew my mind. Now, Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing at Arrowhead Field tomorrow against Patrick Mahomes, who is a Texas Tech alumni. But Aaron Rodgers has been to Allen Fieldhouse to catch a game because it's fucking sacred ground to basketball. The original basketball rules that were penned out by James Naismith, are housed at KU, the original 13 rules of basketball. And there's a fucking dope ass documentary that covers that, where they paid something like $5 million to have them at the KU campus. But that's where they belong because, you know, James Naismith invented the game of basketball and wrote the original rule book, and founded the University of Kansas basketball team. That's how deep this shit is. So when motherfuckers compare like other teams within, there's no comparison like between Kansas basketball and you know there, there's other schools, and I give them props. And and you know what? But Ku might as well be the pro team of Kansas City as far as basketball goes. That's why we don't need a pro team because we got Ku, and motherfuckers can. Can dispute that or argue that, but it's true, man. The closest thing that Kansas has to a pro basketball team is the Kansas Jayhawks, and there's a big ass controversy going on and all this bullshit, you know, and it involves sanctions and it involves Adidas and it involves Bill Self. But at the time that 2018, I went to that first game and I got bit by that Ku bug. Seeing all this shit, man, and and. Studying all this history, so I go down to the local store, and I I caught me a jersey. You know, I caught me some KU shit right after that game. I was just fucking like, I want to be a part of this shit. So I start following the team that year, 2008, all the way to where these motherfuckers win the championship. And I go down to Lawrence to watch the game there, and... You think that watching a national championship and all of the partying and shit that happened at the campus that we were part of and that win, the way they won that game, being down the way they were by nine in the last minute or whatever the fuck and the Mario's miracle and all that bullshit, bro. And I fucking got to meet Mario Chalmers on a plane one time. I got an autograph from homie. He was real cool about it. I just had to, man. I saw him on the plane. I'm like, fuck it, dog. You know, and I, I just so happened to have a KU ticket stub. You know what I mean? And I walked up to Homeboy, and I was like, hey, bro, man, fuck, I, you probably get bugged all the motherfuckers. But whatever, bro. I, you, Hey, sign this shit. And he was already with the Miami Heat at the time, but he did. He signed my my uh, ticket stub, my KU ticket stub. He signed it, Mario Chambers number six, because at the time he was playing for the Heat, he was number six. Well, you know who ended up being on the team? and took that number 6 is uh LeBron James. So, I have a Mario Chalmers autograph with the number 6 uh heat autograph. And so all this shit, you know, and dude, I don't give a fuck about that Snoop Dogg shit. You know what I mean? I thought I thought it was funny. I think that Adidas did that on purpose and it just shows, you know, how much influence Adidas has cuz I think Bill Self wanted, and for those who don't know what I'm talking about, like everybody knows what the fuck we're talking about at this point. Come on, man. If you don't know that Snoop did a performance at Lawrence at KU campus and it caused a controversy, you're hiding under a rock because that shit was like, must have been a slow news day because I don't even think it's that big of a deal, but they made a big deal about it in light of these sanctions or whatever. Bro, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad Snoop performed there. Everybody knows what Snoop Dogg is. Come on, man. Quit quit being such fucking babies, dog. And I hope that KU balls out this year. I'm going to follow them so hardcore. I hope they win the national championship. and The NCAA would be so butthurt by that. I think that's the last thing that they want. A team that they're trying to make an example of actually win the chip. But boy, KU, man. Come on. Ball it out. So I'm saying all that because all this shit leaked into football. Yeah, you know, I'm a big I watch I torture myself by watching this KU football teams. Except now this year they have Les Miles and I gotta give this dude props. He's a weird guy. Les Miles is kind of weird. I've been seeing some of his interviews. He's a weird cat. I don't know where the fuck he found some of these dudes. Some of these dudes are undersized. They're fucking They're not stars. Nobody knows who the fuck, but they are balling out. And they're not eight, man. They're not fucking, we almost beat Texas last week. They lost by two points. They just beat Texas Tech tonight. They had never beat them before. So they're doing shit that the team has never done. You know what I mean? Like hasn't done in a long time. I shouldn't say never. They haven't done this kind of shit in a long time, but they had never beat Tech, I think, at home. So that's something that's never been done. And uh, it's been a while, but I just liked seeing the fucking fire of these young ass dudes that he found. And I'm like, maybe this dude can keep recruiting and finding these fucking ballers. They're like a specific kind of dude because the kind of competitiveness that we're seeing out of these guys is something that I haven't seen in a while. So it was just a pleasure to see those guys tonight and props to them for their first conference win in a long fucking time. And uh, Rock Chalk KU. So it was my anniversary. It's we've been together for 11 years now my wife and I. So we had a good time. I um made some reservations at Tiki Cat. It's a tiki bar. I haven't been to a lot of tiki bars. By the way, right now I'm sipping on Saison from Pathlight. Pathlight Brewing will be opening up soon and um I don't think they've given up their location yet. I know where it's located, but I'll kind of just wait for them to announce that. But Pathlight Brewing will be opening up soon in the Kansas City area. And right now I'm drinking one of their Saisons. Shout out to Pathlight and David Harris and my man Tanner Vaughn for brewing some beautiful shit. Some really good shit. They make some wonderful sours. I know that they can brew some beautiful hazy IPAs, just good lagers, the full spectrum. They're going to specialize, I think their money ticket is going to be their barrel-aged fermentation, and they make some tremendous fruited sours, and they're doing some cool stuff with cocktail-themed brewskis, so be sure to look out for those guys. So, you know, I, I haven't been to a lot of tiki bars but there's there's some hidden speakeasies in Kansas City, and that's one of the cool things. There's, there's several speakeasies that you can find throughout the city, and this is one of them. This is one of the newer ones, and it's um, underneath the basement of Hopcat. You know, it's not a secret that they have this thing down there, but it's a cool thing. You know, you make a reservation, they buzz you in, and you know, you get this exclusive little hidden tiki bar. And it's like some award-winning shit, like they have uh one of the better tiki bars in the nation apparently and like I said I haven't been to a lot of tiki bars this shit was fly though the drinks were tremendous uh I highly recommend the classic sky juice which is uh, gin and coconut and they do some Bombay Sapphire gin with sweet and condensed milk coconut water it's fucking great man the really money thing about it is they put grated nutmeg and cinnamon it's fucking tremendous, man. And the other one is the painkiller. Classic drink, painkiller. Uh, rum, fresh pineapple juice, orange juice, cream of coconut. Fucking fabulous. Good shit. A lot of people get this luau drink. Um, and it comes kind of like on fire. And then it has like multiple straws. So you could share this between two to four people. So I saw that was a popular thing. I didn't try that one. Uh, I just went for some of the classic shit like the, uh, the painkiller and the sky juice. Tremendous. Really cool shit, man. Really good place. And before we went there, we were at Port Fonda. Port Fonda's cool, man, because they do like modern gourmet Mexican food. And but they still stick to a lot of the traditional styles of food. So I, I know it sound that sounds weird to say modern yet traditional, but that's what it is. I mean, they use traditional ingredients and then they do like a modern take on them, like a gourmet modern take on it, so, uh, it's a fly place, man, if you ever, you know, Westport is fly, I I tripped out, because I was kind of apprehensive about going to Westport, there's a lot of talk about, like, the violence, because some people have gotten shot over there real late into the evening, I guess it could get pretty wild over there, so I was, like, really wanted to go to this tiki bar, though, so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go anyways, like, fuck it, I don't, you know, I ain't going to be, it's it's early, like, I'm an early cast, you know what I mean, I'm I'm fucking old, so I'm not going to be there at 2am or whatever the fuck when all the shit's popping off, but anyways, I was still a little apprehensive, like, man, I don't want to be someplace where, you know, uh, violence could kick off or something, it's not about that shit, you know what I mean, maybe in my younger days I wouldn't have gave a fuck, but I was surprised at the atmosphere at Westport, Because, like, we went to Port Fonda, which is fly. It's fly as fuck over there. They got a DJ playing hip-hop music. They have some awesome Mexican food. Then we go down to Hopcat. Hopcat is awesome because they have a terrific craft beer selection. And then we go downstairs to Tiki Bar, which is this fucking dope-ass Tiki Bar with all these awesome cocktails. And we get lit up over there. We start walking down the street. And there's the Westport Cafe and Bar, which is a French restaurant. And there's this fucking dope-ass rose I mean, not rosé. It's just purgeway champagne mirror above the bar that caught my eye. So I'm like, let's check this place out. The fucking bartender is cool as fuck, man. And I think I'm going to have him on the podcast. He's just mixing up some tremendous fucking cocktails. Really good shit. And then we walk a little bit farther down, stop off at uh, Beer Kitchen have another beer dude my wife is ruthless she was keeping up with all of this i can't believe how many drinks that she had and she was fine so i mean all in all every place that we went to in westport was fly man it was just really tight so props to westport and i think i would definitely go back and it, it's unfortunate i hope they fix some of the issues that they're having with that later night crowd but there is some really cool shit going on down there and you got to check it out Westport Cafe. Tiki Bar and uh, Beer Kitchen, Port Fonda, whatever, you know, really good time. We had a really good time, man. I was so hungover the next day, though, man. God, I was hurting, man. And my wife was a champ. She went to work. I was off that day. So, man, I just, man, I just sat there and recovered. But I got to give it up to my wife, man. She fucking was fine with all of it. And I was hurting the next day, man. It takes me a couple of days to fully recover, you know what I mean? And I'm having a beer right now, this wonderful Saison, and uh, I just thought I would do this podcast, man, get everybody, just, you know, throw a little something out there and see how you like. This is, I would call this the Matrix 2, you know, I did a Matrix episode where I was just talking about different wild shit, and so I just thought I would do an episode and talk about some different things. I hope you enjoy the podcast, the KC social, talking about KC things, KC beers, KC cocktails, the Jayhawks, whatever, man. And uh, share this podcast with your friends, man. Let people know what we're doing, and it grows as it goes. I'm going to keep doing this shit for as long as I possibly can. You know, I'm just going to keep it up. Uh, What else am I going to talk about? You know, one thing that's been on my mind a little bit lately, and it fucking sucks because I didn't have the best fucking time in in high school. And I think a lot of people go through this shit, man. And I was just watching uh, George St. Pierre talk about how he was bullied in high school. And I wasn't really bullied that much, man. But I did go through a time where I just didn't know myself, man. I was just a fucking loser, man. I, like I just was really having a tough time as a young man. And I attribute a lot of it... I don't blame anyone for any of this shit. Like, I've since... For the most part reconciled with my father my my father used to he was he just abandoned us you know what i mean like <laughs> we didn't have a a relationship with him i so i i attribute honestly one of the things that i i can honestly say like it hindered figuring out how to be a man you know and and it hindered a lot of social interactions that i think you just need a life coach for that a woman can't fulfill and you know my mother god bless her she did the best that she could and ultimately everything fucking worked out i'm fine i got a tremendous family i got a tremendous life i really feel like i'm just scratching the surface of what's possible a lot of motherfuckers might see me at 42 years old and think bro it's over yeah you know i mean <laughs> but I honestly feel like I'm, I've am i just begun. I hope you feel that way. I hope if you're an older cat, or even if you're a younger cat, you're younger than me, then obviously, if I'm saying I still am just getting started, you're just getting fucking started. I truly, honestly believe that, man. That's why I believe so much in what I'm doing with this. I don't give a fuck. I really want this to resonate and to work, but even if it doesn't, I'm going to keep doing it because I just have a good time doing it, And but I've found a lot of success later in life but I had a really tough time early on during those formative years and it was just a beast man just trying to figure shit out I was a fucking idiot I did so much bad shit guys and I think eventually I'll get into all the details of it cuz I think it's important for people to understand that you can come from something like that and still achieve some some really cool shit in your life and do some really cool things and I feel like I'm doing a lot of cool things I've done a lot of cool things I'm going to do more cool things But at the time, you know, I mean, I I was in jail. I was in fights. I I was robbing people. Oh, God, some of the things that I did just make me cringe now. You know, as a young man, some of the stuff I did, and it just eats at me. And I think part of what I'm going to have to do is just come clean about a lot of this shit. And I'm still haunted in a lot of ways by the past. And one of the things that I felt like cleansed me From some of this shit. And I'm I'm talking to you guys like this because if anyone who's listening to this, I feel like if you're listening to this, you're like my homie, man. You're my homeboy, you're my homegirl, whatever it may be. So I could tell you this, but one of the things that I felt like cleansed me of some of these bad things that I did, some of these sins, was getting shot. You know, when I got shot, I had such a hard time with that. You know, and and I don't know if I've shared that story before. I know I've mentioned it on different things, but I think I'll give a true rendering of that story one day. But basically, you know, I got shot point blank with a 9 millimeter. I almost died, and I just went through such a tough time like that. I felt like it was like it cleansed me of a lot of the bad things that I have done for people, and so I didn't feel so bad afterwards. But now at this time in my life, I, I, I need to... Forgive myself even a little bit more so I could go a little bit farther because one things that we do as human beings, and I I truly believe this to my core, is that any limitations that we have, whatever they may be at work, personal relationships, whatever it is that you want to get better at, the number one thing that's blocking you is yourself. And it sounds so cliche and it sounds like you may have heard that before. And if you have, it's probably because it's true, but I know it for a fact, 100%, it's true to myself. Anything that's ever stopped a certain amount of success that I've wanted to achieve, that barrier was most likely put in front of me by myself. Now, there's been times that motherfuckers have tried to sabotage or hinder me, but you know, when it comes down to it, the guy who's stopped the majority of my successes has been myself. And it's been the barriers that I've put in front of myself, self-perpetuated, self-induced obstacles that I've actually created. So um, I say, I don't, I I just wanted to share that, you know, just say that I, you can overcome a lot of stuff. And more than likely, if there's something that's stopping you in your life, it's something that. You need to help get over, and I'm working on it myself. You know what I mean? And I just wanted to put that out there that uh, a lot of these things that I had done, I felt cleansed by by that thing. But there's still some outlying shit on there, you know, and there's some still some things that I need to work out. You know, I miss, sometimes I, I think I look back nostalgically and I wish I would have had a better time in high school. I wish I would have had a more traditional uh, experience there. And I see some of the bonds that were made there. And I had a tremendous time in college. And I love all the people that I had a good time with in college. Because college, to me, was like, fuck yeah, man. Like, fuck yeah. Like, I finally started putting shit together. And it led me to having a career and all these other things that I got to do. But high school was a motherfucker for me. And, you know, I guess at some point, you just got to let that shit go. But it was just such a fucking... Some of the experiences were just so weird that, you know what I mean, I, I I sometimes dwell on them and some of the things that I did as a young man, geez, man. Um, One of them, golly, man, I don't know if I should even get into that shit, but, you know, and maybe one day I will. But uh, I just want to say thank you guys for chilling with me tonight. And I will get into more of this shit, man. Just keep on listening, trusting me, look out for Matrix number three, whatever that is. And I will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. I'm out, man. Peace. Got five
1: screens in your 86 Rippy. Wiggy, 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 wiggy. Then you flip Snow White quick, fast, and a jiffy. Wiggy, wiggy, wiggy,
2: wiggy, wiggy, wiggy. I just blast through with a chopstick. I just wiped a nigga in the project. And I'm strapped up with a kill tip. You need 50 pounds, I can mail this. I sip, drank, I don't sell this. Bring my niggas finna them kill packs But the bitch knocks, I don't got pace. I done been the hell and I done shot. Safe. You ain't about that murder, nigga, stop playing. You ain't talking money, nigga, what you saying? You can call me Mr. Bloody Shirt Stain. And I ball hard like I'm Kurt Angle. Whole lot of ammunition when I'm on the road. They call my phone when they need a reason. I got indoor and I got cheap phones. i 100, I don't need a reason. Turn up the treasures, nigga, let's get it. Full of water like a whirlwind Will Nigga play with me, he gon' be a victim I'ma clear the scene and leave no witness hood I'm good every time I come around Don't make me splash up and come around you down. In the winter, I trip up Versace, lil' nigga Then I am rockin' LV in the summer. In the track, how it's you meet in the smoke? Give him a belt, I ain't washin' on my throat I don't with your bitch, lost like got behind me So I had to put the crack up in the collar Harder oh, S.A. ever, nigga The bitch thought I had my leg up in him. Told the K, bitch, I let you have it, nigga In the rife crawler like a caterpillar And Julo, just splashed up in a drop top. Every drop I got, it's a hot Spice. Trunkies walking in, ain't no knock-knock I got chopsticks and I got clots I got f don't get shot I know you heard about the trip guard Put the hundred racks on his wristwatch You play yes. with the sauce and you get blamed he got up. shot in his face when he ran in up You he the logs when you got jammed up You not built up. like that, stop playing till I jerk all day and leave with a kid. In a trap, tryna find the keys to the I game. can't wait till they free the S. I'm and I keep me Before the Migos, I was in the band And my youngest stepping just like a dance floor With the chopper on me, bitch, I feel like Rambo Mom shit like we supreme. I ain't trustin' no busy bitches not worth the loss Cause them bitches always do me down. Dirty. I'm ballin' too hard, nigga, throw me a charge. You get shot in your head if you try to approach me Ay, I just flashed up and made a fast 10 Do a drive-by in a black Benz. And I chill broke on a Mexican Ay, And a white bitch and a black friend Everywhere I go, I get it in yeah. we am tryna make a hundred thousand times 10 Ay, And a black Chevelle with my man McGill My enemies don't even get you a champion! One, four,